Well, hello, friends and listeners. Welcome to another episode of Real Life. I'm Lisa, and today we are going to be talking about self-harm. This podcast is not intended to replace therapy, counseling, or seeing a psychiatrist. All information is researched and opinions are my own. I am an inpatient mental health registered nurse and professional content developer. So what is self-harm? Self-harm is when you hurt yourself or someone hurts themselves as a way of dealing with very difficult feelings or painful memories, or overwhelming situations and experiences. Some people have described self-harm as a way to express something that is hard to put into words, or turn invisible thoughts or feelings into something visible. In addition, change emotional pain into physical pain. Reduce overwhelming emotional feelings or thoughts. Have a sense of being in control. Escape traumatic memories. Have something in life that they can rely on. Or even punish themselves for their feelings and their experiences. Some may stop feeling numb, disconnected, or dissociated. And that is why they self-harm. Others self-harm to create a reason to physically care for themselves or express suicidal feelings and thoughts without taking their own life. After self-harming, people may feel a short-term sense of release. Uh, Dealing with many people who have self-harmed, when I ask them why they self-harm, many of them just say it's release for them. They they feel that pressure or pain is relieved. Now, the cause of their distress is unlikely to have gone away. And self-harm can also bring up very difficult emotions and could make people feel worse about themselves. Even though there are ways or all are always reasons underneath someone hurting themselves, it is important to know that self-harm does carry risks. Once a person has started to depend on self-harm, it can take a long time to stop. What 
is self-harm as far as what specifically am I discussing here? Self-harm, I am talking about people who cut themselves. Now, there are other routes of self-harming, using alcohol and things like that, but I'm really targeting cutting, using a knife, razor blade, scissors, um, and how I usually could tell someone was harming themselves, I would ask them, are you right-handed or left-handed? Well, if they were right-handed, the the superficial cuts would be on their left forearm. Some would do it on their thighs their right and left thigh. So uh, that is a way to hide it. But uh, there have been folks who have cut themselves and gone a a little deeper uh, than just superficial cutting. But most of the time it is superficial and there are many cuts on the arm or the thigh. So, a couple other things. How do people self-harm? There are lots of different forms, as I said, of self-harming. Some people use the same one all the time. Other people hurt themselves in different ways at different times. Now, I want to make sure that Folks are aware, my listeners are aware, that this can be upsetting and potentially triggering to hear information about how to self-harm. If you are feeling vulnerable at the moment, you might not want to listen uh, to this podcast episode. So ways people self-harm. I mentioned that I'm focusing mainly on cutting, but I also want you to understand that they can poison themselves, overeating or undereating, exercising excessively, biting themselves, picking or scratching at the skin, burning the skin, inserting objects into their body, hitting themselves, or walking into walls, misusing alcohol or prescription and recreational drugs, pulling their hair, having unsafe sex, and getting into fights where they know they will get hurt. Now, if you self-harm, it is important that you know how to look after your injuries and that you have access to the first aid 
equipment you need. So if you're concerned about an injury or not sure how to look at it, you should see your family doctor or general practitioner or physician assistant or nurse practitioner. I had one client tell me that they thought one of the biggest barriers to getting help was actually not admitting to themselves that they had a problem. And they used to tell themselves, I'm only scratching. It's not real self-harm. So uh, another thing is, why people self-harm. There are no fixed rules about why people self-harm. It really can be very different for everyone. For some people, self-harm is linked to specific experiences and is a way of dealing with something that's either happening at the moment or which happened in the past. And for others, the reasons are less clear and can be harder to make sense of. Sometimes they might not know why they hurt themselves. If you don't understand the reasons for your self-harm, you are not alone and you can still get help. I also spoke to someone who said that they started self-harming when they were 15 or 16 and they couldn't remember why they decided to start, but that's what they did. Any difficult experience from my experience as an inpatient psychiatric nurse, uh, it can cause someone to self-harm. Common reasons include pressures at school or work, bullying, money worries, sexual, physical, or emotional abuse, even bereavement, homophobia, biphobia, and transphobia, breakdown of a relationship, loss of a job, an illness or health problem, low self-esteem, an increase in stress, uh, even difficult feelings such as depression, anxiety, anger, or just numbness. An another person I spoke to said that self-harm proved to them that they were real. Uh, they were alive. At times, it also silenced the chaos in their head, briefly pausing the repetitive flashbacks and body memories. So some people self-harm particular area, areas of their body that are linked to an earlier trauma. Some people find that certain actions such as drinking alcohol or taking drugs increase the likelihood of self-harm or that self-harm is more likely 
to happen at certain times, like at night, for example. Sometimes people talk about self-harm as attention-seeking. If people make comments like this, it can leave people feeling judged and alone. In reality, a lot of people keep their self-harm private, and it can be painful to have their behavior misunderstood in this way. However, if you do self-harm as a way of bringing attention to yourself, remember that there is nothing wrong with wanting to be noticed and to have your distress acknowledged and taken seriously. You also deserve a sympathetic response from those around you, including medical professionals. I spoke to someone that self-harms again, and they said they hated their body and blamed it for what they'd been through. So it felt like they needed punishing learning to accept and respect their body was key to overcoming self-harm. Well, who self-harms? People of all ages and background self-harm. There is no one typical person who hurts themselves. While self-harm can affect anyone, difficult experiences that can result in self-harm relate more to some people than others. Exam stress, classroom bullying, and peer pressure is something that affects young people, for example. Now, experiencing stigma and discrimination based on your sexual orientation or gender identity is more common for members of the LGBTQIA plus community. Uh, also, money worries can create stress for those on a lower income. These specific pressures can lead to increased tension, which may in turn make self-harm more likely. The other thing is, how can you help yourself now? During intense urges to hurt yourself, it can be hard to just imagine that it's possible to do anything else. But there are steps you can take to help make other choices over time. The first thing is understanding your patterns of self-harm can help you to work out what gives you the urge to self-harm and recognize when the urge is coming on. Remember, even when you are unable to resist the urge to self-harm, it's helpful to reflect afterwards on what happened. This will enable you to better understand the next time you have similar feelings. Try breaking down your experience into the following. First, 
learn to recognize triggers. Triggers are what give you the urge to hurt yourself. They can be people, situations, anniversaries, sensations, specific thoughts, or feelings. Uh, practice noting uh, or writing down what has ha happened just before you self-harmed. Uh, did you have particular thoughts? Did a situation, person, or object remind you of something difficult? And it's important to become aware of the urge to self-harm. Urges can include physical sensations like a racing heart or feelings of heaviness, strong emotions like sadness or anger, uh, a disconnection from yourself, or a loss of sensation, repetitive thoughts about harming yourself or how you might harm yourself, unhealthy decisions like working too hard to avoid feelings. Recognizing your urges really helps you take steps towards reducing or stopping self-harm. Try writing down what you notice about your urges to help you spot them more quickly each time they come. And an another important thing is identify distractions. Distracting yourself from the urge to self-harm is a way of giving yourself more breathing space and reducing the intensity of the urge. It can be done when you feel the urge or as soon as you become aware that you are hurting yourself. One person I spoke to said that they learned distraction techniques and that their favorite one was their positivity book, which is kind of like a scrapbook filled with things which makes them happy. Which leads me to suggest uh, to keep a diary. Uh, one way to help yourself understand your self-harming behavior is to keep a diary of what happens before, during, and after each time you self-harm. It's really helpful to do this over a period of time, like a month, so you can start to see patterns. This can be quite an intense experience and can bring up difficult feelings. If you feel confident to try this on your own, make sure you do something relaxing or enjoyable afterwards. If you find doing this distressing, you may want to ask for support from someone you trust. Um, another person uh, that I spoke to says they've learned that as their emotional needs were not being met, they used self-harm because they didn't know how to express themselves or say what they needed or wanted. In fact, a part was also for attention. They were desperate for someone to notice them and help them. So how can you distract yourself from the urge to self-harm. Well, 
couple of things. Let's go back to... Mm, no, let, let me continue on distracting yourself from the urge to self-harm. The main way people help themselves when they want to self-harm is through distraction. Different distractions work for different people, and the same distractions won't necessarily work for you every time. For example, distracting yourself from anger feels very different to distracting yourself from fear. So it's important that you have a few different strategies to choose from. So the following I offer are simple suggestions. See if you can write your own list of distractions that you've found helpful or that you would like to try out. So if you're feeling anger and frustration, here are some distractions you could try. Exercise, hit cushions, shout and dance, shake, tear something up into hundreds of pieces, or go for a run. Expressing your anger physically or by doing things like shouting won't work for everyone and could intensify feelings. Try things out and continue with any that have a positive effect. So if you are also feeling sadness and fear, here are some distractions you could try. Wrap a blanket around you. Spend time with an animal. Walk in nature. Let yourself cry or sleep. Listen to soothing music. Tell someone how you feel. Massage your hands. Lie in a comfortable position and breathe in. Then breathe out slowly, making your out-breath longer than your in-breath. And repeat until you feel just more relaxed. If you're feeling a need to control, uh, write lists, tidy up, declutter, write a letter saying everything you are feeling, then tear it up, weed a garden, clench, then relax all your muscles. If you're feeling numb and disconnected, flick elastic bands on your wrist, hold ice cubes, smell something with strong odors, have a very cold shower. If you're feeling shame, stop spending time with anyone who treats you unkindly. Recognize when you're trying to be perfect and accept that making mistakes is part of being human. Remind yourself that there are reasons for how you behave. It is not because you are bad. If you're feeling self-hatred and wanting to punish yourself, write a letter from the part of you that feels the self-hatred, then write back with as much compassion and acceptance as you can. Find creative ways to express the self-hatred through writing songs or poetry, drawing, movement, or singing. Do physical exercise like running or going to the gym to express the anger that is turned in on you. And lastly, I want to close with a comment someone had mentioned who has a history of self-harming. And that is, 
I've learned that you can't rely on other people or things to save you from self-harm. It has to come from you. Profoundly simple. This is Real Life. I'm Lisa. Stay well.